After generating over a million dollars in sales and selling one of her businesses with a single email, your host, Katherine Thompson, takes an unconventional approach to marketing and sales. So if you're ready to tap into a more powerful way to be seen, heard, and a sought-after entrepreneur in your industry without having to spend endless hours marketing your business and chasing clients, you're in the right place. Be the Sought-After Entrepreneur Podcast is here to help you ditch the cookie-cutter, one-size-fits-all approach to marketing and use your unique energy to effortlessly attract the most aligned clients. When you do this, you can spend less time marketing your business and more time doing your soul work and enjoying the richness of your life. Welcome to Be the Sought After Entrepreneur Podcast. And here's your host, Katherine Thompson. Welcome back. Super stoked that you're tuning into this week's episode and I cannot wait to dive into today's topic. But before we do, I just want to share my gratitude to each and every one of you that tunes in weekly, that has been binging the show. I absolutely adore each and every one of you. And I would love to invite you to come say hi over at Creatively Own on Instagram or share in your stories and I'll share back when you're listening to the podcast, what your biggest takeaway is from that episode. I just want to get to know who is in my world and who's listening. And I hear from lots of you in the DMs, which I absolutely appreciate, but I'd love to hear from more of you. So now on to this week's episode. Like I said, I'm really excited about it because we have a guest on and it's been a while since I've had a guest on. But our guest this week is Rick Elmore. He's an entrepreneur, sales and marketing expert. He is the founder and CEO of Simply Noted. Rick developed this proprietary technology that puts real pen and ink to paper to scale handwritten communication, helping businesses of all industries scale this unique marketing platform to stand out from their competition and build meaningful relationships with clients, customers, and employees. I absolutely love novel ideas, number one. Anything that's innovative, that's coming to market, I absolutely love. But I also really love when we make what we do personalized for our people, the people that are coming into our world. So they know and feel special to be in our world, whether that's remembering somebody's name, if you're a brick and mortar owner, and they're walking into your store and you remember your customer's name and say, hello, John, you know, that really does go a long way. Or you send beautifully handwritten letters with your products or your services as a thank you if somebody invests in a service that you have. I know that when I receive products from companies in the mail and anytime it comes with a handwritten note, I'm always like, oh yes, this is phenomenal because again, it just shows that you have, you're special and that they care about you. So without further ado, please welcome Rick to the show. Hey, hey, I am super stoked to have Rick on the show. Without further ado, I'm just going to turn it over to you, Rick, so you can share who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Awesome. Yeah, my name is uh, Rick Elmore. Uh, my background's in college and professional sports. I played football at the University of Arizona uh, for Mike Stoops and then was drafted into the NFL in 2010. Got to live out my childhood dream. Um, played for a few different teams, but uh, eventually had to hang up the cleats. And then I got into corporate and medical device sales and marketing. A pretty good career uh, in sales. Um, first year was rookie of the year. The next five years, I was either top 1% or top five sales rep in the company. But there's just, I had like an itch I couldn't scratch. You know, there was just something else. I wanted something more. I went back and did my MBA in 2017. 
I uh, still have a couple classes left, but left when I started this current business. But um, I was in a marketing class about a year into my program, and I had a, a marketing professor who was going over the success rates in marketing, and everything was so nominal, not exciting, um, super dull. Um, and then he ended the lecture kind of half-heartedly joking, saying, hey, guys, you know what still works better than ever is a good old-fashioned handwritten note. And I just thought, that is a no-brainer, you know, like, you know, nobody receives a handwritten note nowadays. And, um, but I, I had 400 clients. I was like, it's impossible to send 400 handwritten notes. It just, it's impossible. So long story short, um, got to work. Fast forward five years, um, we are the only company in the world that has built its own purposely built writing robot. What that means is we use real robots that hold real pens that write real handwritten notes on your behalf. Um, so we help any business, brand, e-commerce platform automate it or scale it. And we automate it through Zapier, API integrations, webhooks, deep integrations, or just off of spreadsheets. So yeah, it's been a pretty exciting wild ride. So cool. Um, and I absolutely love that because I think, like you said, you know, marketing can be so analytical, logical, psychological. And I started this podcast basically to kind of, we need the data and we need the numbers and all that to measure and whatnot. But I think, like you say, the personalization and marketing and that human element can get I think eliminate, especially when companies scale, right? Is like, yeah. how do you write 400 handwritten notes? How do you write a thousand or a million, right? Yeah. So what is your company's name? Yeah, it's simply noted. So yeah, simply noted. Cool. And so what, so when you talk about the handwritten note, the personalization there, is that like a signature? Is that like a note that yeah. goes into a subscription box or? Yeah, great question. So we're a writing platform. Um, everything that we do is genuine pen written. Um, everything on the envelope is pen written. Everything inside the note is pen written. It's, it's just like a variable data merging. So as yeah. long as we can trigger the data, we can customize the handwritten note as much as you want. So think of like, hi, first name, we plug in the first name, you know, thank you so much for the purchase of product. We plug in the product that they bought, you know, you know, our like an anniversary card or a birthday card. We can set up all those triggers and workflows to help you automate it and be completely hyper-personalized. Or if, you know, just once or twice a year. So like we're in the holiday season right now, it's our busiest time of the year. And, um, you know, if you just want to send a holiday card out to your whole entire customer list, all we need is a spreadsheet and we can make them all hyper-personalized. We can even send them from the rep they work with or, you know, the mm. location they work with. As long as the data is in a spreadsheet, we can get as super custom personalized as you'd like. Brilliant. So people will send you the spreadsheet and then with the information like name, address, mm -hmm. whatever it yep. is. So it could be yep. a letter that's being sent. It could be a card Anything. that's going in the box. It could yeah. be... We try to stay within like the greeting card space, but we've gotcha. done custom projects from like, you know, three by three cards, or we've we've done even just envelopes on like six by nine envelopes for people from like custom mailings. So, but what we try to do is kind of stay in like that five by seven flat or five by seven fold over type of space. Because when you go open your mailbox, that five by seven card it kind of sticks out a lot more. So it's a, little, yeah. a lot more noticeable. Um, than something, say, like a number 10 envelope, which is like bill mail, you know, or yeah. something smaller that can be kind of lost in the shuffle. Yeah. So, and I know you and I know this, that personalization creates that human factor, which yeah. in business relationships and all that's so important. But 
for the business that's like, eh, does this really matter? Does this make an impact? Like what's the impact that this service ha- has had on customers? Yeah. So, you know, my background is in sales and marketing. So I'm always thinking about acquiring new clients, but um, you know, it's really hard to take off that acquisition hat because everybody's yeah. always trying to think about more and more and more stuff yeah. more in stuff more in. But what happens when you're doing that, it's like filling a leaky bucket, right? There's a lot of holes. You're missing a lot of things for your clients and you're losing a lot of clients because you're not paying attention to your certain, you know, certain clients. So it's a lot of attrition rate. So we really try to like coach our clients to kind of take that hat and turn it around and go from acquisition to retention. Because if you go to retention, right, you talk about client experience, you know, you talk about lifetime value, you talk about raving fans, you know, loyal through the gills, referring their friends, referring their family, writing great reviews and a happy client, you know, and a thank you note, it's worth its weight in gold. Um, You just, when you have raving fans about your business, that is going to 10 X your business way more than any marketing campaign will ever have. And I run Simply Noted. I'm in, engaged with our marketing campaigns with, our, with our, our marketing professionals. And like, we're always scratching our head. Some things work, some things don't. But what works for us, what's worked for five years is retention. It's keeping clients coming back, obsessing about their experience, make sure they're happy. If something was wrong, fix it and over deliver the next time. And just obsessing about your client. And what a handwritten note does, it shows that you care, it shows that you appreciate them, you know, it makes them feel special, makes them feel like you were, they were remembered. And there's just nothing you can do digitally that will even come remotely close to that. You know, think of an email, right? Like who wants another email? We're getting 200 emails a day, you know, another notification. You want to push notification? Like, Hey, thank you for being a great client. Here's 10% off your next order. Like, no, we get hundreds of notifications through social every single day. So when you're thinking about your client, your business, how are you going to grow it? You know, we always say, take that acquisition hat off for a little bit, turn it around. Let's think about retention and talk about how we can grow your business by just keeping your, your clients happy. Yeah, I love that. Because when we owned our brick and mortar, I think that's the thing that we doubled down on was like, one, acquiring clients. We You mm-hmm. need that to actually make money in your business. But then we turned all of our focus to that customer experience mm-hmm. and how to personalize it. We, I, we owned a wine business. And so we did custom labels for the wine so they could pick whatever they wanted. They could write their name on it and they absolutely loved it. And then they'd go to yeah. their friends and show them. Right. So it was yeah. like this personalized touch. And like you yeah. mentioned, you just get that recurring, they start to talk about it. They bring the wine to yeah. someone else's they house. fans, right? Yeah. Like, it's like a showpiece, right? Like totally. you know, some of the e-commerce brands we work with, you know, they'll send handwritten notes automatically after a purchase and like their clients will take pictures of it and post it on social. So it, yeah. it becomes like a viral aspect, right? So like what marketing or PPC campaign can you do where someone's going to screenshot it and share it, right? Or when's the last yeah. time, you know, when's the last time somebody took that automated crap text message and screenshot it and put it up on their fridge, right? Like a handwritten note or like your bottle of wine, it, yeah. it gets counter space, right? It, it gets totally. like a long time shelf life, right? Yeah. So it's those, it's those little things like that that make the biggest difference in every business. Totally. And I know when I get like packages or whatnot, and I get those like hand, anything that's personalized, I'm always like, this brand is amazing. Like they're nailing it, right? Because you're mm-hmm. right. Our inboxes are inundated with emails. 
those text messages that you get are just, I mean, I got one right before jumping on this for 10% off. I don't know, a clothing company or something like uh, that. And it's like, you know, it's like, delete. I know I need to unsubscribe. Well, to think it. about <laughs> it. Like you, now you're going to remember that as being annoying. Like you literally yes. just, that brand is interrupting you in your busy day. Like, yeah. When you get yeah. uh, something, uh, I know I'm overselling a handwritten note, but when you get it in your mailbox, like it's almost like a gift, right? Like yeah. who sent me something, right? It's like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, we obviously drink, I say we drink our own champagne over here because I'm just, I, I'm so in love with the product that we produce. Um, but yeah, there's just, how are you going to engage them in a genuine, authentic, memorable, impactful way? Totally. And uh, that that automated text message you just got, if anything, yeah. it's going to drive you away from them, you know? <laughs> totally. And I yeah. honestly, I, yeah, I, you're absolutely right. Is like, you don't want to be annoying. Um, yeah. and again, anything personalized, I, I totally agree is, is super beneficial for just retaining clients, but also making them feel special. Right. And that's ultimately yeah. any customer just wants to be seen and understood and, you know, feel like they're the only ones that come into your business. I know for me, it was like remembering all my customers' names too, right? When they walked in the store, I'd be like, hey, Rick, or hey, Bob, or hey, Jamie. And they're like, how do you remember my name? And they just felt so special, which yeah. kept them coming back and, and loyal, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. yeah. So what are some examples? Because I know we're talking about like, we talked about the holiday, like getting a card, but what are some other cool ways that people can use this that, you know, besides just maybe a card in the mail or something like that? You know what? Um, uh, and this is now going from my my acquisition hat. I'm taking yeah. it off, and now I'm putting on my or my or my retention hat. Now I'm putting on my acquisition hat. It, it is yeah. a phenomenal sales tool as well. Yeah. Um, if you think about, you know, my backgrounds in sales. If you think about growing a business, right? How is all your? How are all your competitors engaging your clients? Right? You're all doing it the same way. You're trying yeah. to get in front of them on a you know, a pixel and retarget them on social, right? You're trying to hit them on PPC, you know, cold email campaign, right? Um, but a handwritten note has a 99% open rate. You know, it's 300% higher than a, a printed piece. Um, the engagement rate is unreal. Um, you know, we have, you know, medical brands, we have um, insurance brands, you know, they'll send out handwritten notes to try to book meetings. Um, wow. We have this marketing agency that, I mean, once a month, they'll send us a list of a, uh, of a target audience. And what they do is they'll print um, a hundred dollar bill on the top. So like on the, on the fold, on the front of the card, on the, on the top, yeah. they'll print a hundred dollar bill and just say, Hey, you know, here's a hundred dollars to take a meeting with us. And they say wow. it works so well. It's the only thing that they do. Like wow. they're so confident in their service that, you know, they'll get their money back and it's so good. Like they'll give their clients a hundred bucks, you know, just to take a meeting. So yeah. high open rate, 99% plus a really good call to action. Right. Yeah. Um, and what's there to lose? You're going to get a hundred bucks for your time. Right. So it can be a, a really powerful sales tool as well. Um, I, I always tell our clients, if your client's worth more than 500 bucks, you know, and you have a really good call to action, it's going to be a really cool tool for you to use a really impactful tool, but yeah. it's not for everybody. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, handwritten notes, you know, you can go from, you know, retention to acquisition, you know, we try to help people automate it, you know, using like Zapier integrately, API yeah. integration, a webhook. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of ways to use this. It's really just kind of drawing up a workflow that works for you and we help you set it up. So cool. So you mentioned it's not for everybody. So who is it really well designed for and who maybe wouldn't it be designed for? So I shouldn't say that because anybody can use our platform. Yeah. Um, I try to tell like, 
you can go to our website and send just one. Yeah. You know, if you wanted to send one, great, yeah. <laughs> you know, but we try to help companies scale it or automate it. Um, but yeah, you, there may be a time when you don't have a stamp, right? Yeah. And you just want to send off a quick note and our website's good for that. Um, you know, a ton of realtors and mortgage professionals use us mm -hmm. just for one-offs. Um, you can go on, drop your logo on a card, you know, so it's really hyper-personalized to your brand. Type in your message. We'll write it out with a real pen, put a real stamp on it and send it for you. Um, it's just, you know, we try to help businesses do it because they usually have, um, you know, the systems in place, the tools in place, you know, to make it super efficient to where, you know, they're going to see long-term benefits. Yeah. So what data do people need then it to actually send this out? Like name, just, email, that's it. address? No, that's just first name, last name, address. That's it. I mean, it's the most basic thing that you need to send a, a handwritten note. Yeah. It's just the more data that you can give us, you know, the yeah. more hyper-personalized we can make every message to that recipient. Yeah. So what, like, how did this idea come into fruition? Yeah. So when I was in that marketing class, um, you know, I, I thought it would be a really cool business tool. There was a, a company that was doing it who was funded. They ended up closing their doors after two years, but they were focusing on weddings, which I thought was an ah. absolutely atrocious <laughs> like industry. Because if anybody who's been married, number one, you only get married once, yeah. right? Even though, you know, a lot of people get married, but bridezillas, right? They change yeah. everything. Like they can't make up their mind. Everything's last second, super stressful. <laughs> I went all in on the wedding industry. I was just like, there's like 200 million businesses, you know, out yeah. there and you want to focus on weddings where, you know, you can get 15 or, you know, it was interesting. No. And then there yeah. was one more company out there that was doing it B2C. So more of like a greeting card space, which I, that's nothing but transactional orders, right? Like yeah. you think about it, one card orders all the time. Yeah. So I thought it'd be a really cool business tool. Um, I, I need to, I need to bring in the technology we use, but we used basically a pen plotter in the early days. We wrote yeah. out some really really bad, I mean, really bad handwritten notes because these machines aren't that high quality, but I sent them out to um, some of my doctors. So I was using it as a, a sales acquisition tool. Yeah. And um, out of the, it was just under 500 that we sent, we got over 30 doctors to call me back. And if you're in sales and you have your client calling you back, like that's amazing. Every sales rep is going to love that. <laughs> yeah. But these doctors are so impressed. They were like, even though these notes were terrible because the machines were terrible. Um, they're like, Hey Rick, like, thanks for sending me the handwritten note. Like yeah. I was in a space that was so competitive, but there was like 400 different companies selling the same crap. So like, it was like refreshing. Like, yeah. They got this handwritten note, you know, they're like, Hey, this is cool. Like no one sends a handwritten note anymore. Like this, this opera sounds good. Let's book a lunch and talk about it. And out of those 500, I got over 30 to call me back. My quota in the month was like $50,000. Amazing. And, um, the $280,000 in sales in like six weeks, my whole, like whole company is going nuts, like $20,000 in commission. I was just like, this is it. Yeah. Entrepreneurial seizure moments going off, light bulbs exploding, nuclear excitement, you know, and, and then you start a business and you just get smacked in the face every day with new totally. problems. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So it, it was, it's been a wild ride, but I, I basically tested it, saw yeah. it worked and knew that we had something, talked to a lot of people I respected who were entrepreneurs like in their 50s and 60s in their career. And they they thought this was a great idea. They didn't know how I was going to do it. They didn't know how to do it. They just said, hey, this is valuable. If you can figure out a business use case for it, find like market market or product market fit. Um, 
And yeah, you know, <laughs> we've been self-funded, no loans, no investors, completely Amazing. profitable, reinvested every penny back into the business. Um, we do have a couple of competitors in our space, but we're not worried about them. Amazing. So you talk about getting smacked in the face. Is there anything that you can share with entrepreneurs? There's lots of entrepreneurs, obviously, that so, listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've always thought about starting like a blog or a podcast just talking about like the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. But the thing is, when you're starting a business, you're just so ignorant to what you don't know that you're just going to make mistakes every single day with not knowing. If I can go back, so like, you know, I have kids, my kids ever start a business, like I would tell them to talk to some consultants or talk to some people who started businesses, at least remotely in the similar space. So they can help you not make some of like the, you know, dumb mistakes. You know, I've, I've are starting our website on certain platforms, you know, not really thinking about the end goal. It's really, you know, made us have to rebuild our, our website a few times, um, making investments in, in marketing, you know, untested marketing, you know, areas, um, yeah, I would say the biggest thing for me has just been software development. It's just, it's, mm. you know, I, I'm a sales and marketing guy and an yeah. athlete, like, but yeah. I started a robotics software industrial automation company. So I bit off like you know, way more than I can chew, but that's my personality. I'm just like, let's go. Like, who yeah. cares? <laughs> I'll do it, you know? And, but I would definitely tell anybody starting a business, um, find a consultant on any level, you know, pay someone a hundred bucks for lunch, take them to lunch. And, and a lot of entrepreneurs who've been successful will do for free. You know, they yeah. just want to give back because they totally. know how, how bad it hurts to those yeah. first five years. Um, just make sure you don't, you, you respect their time. Don't ask them dumb questions like, Oh, tell me your story. Like you should know their story before you go to lunch. Right. Totally. And then um, one thing that we've been really good at and it's the reason why we are here today. It's been, we've been really good at testing. So there's a good analogy called bullets and bowling balls. Yeah. So you do, before you, you know, fire off your big wad, you know, and take that big risk, test, 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 bullet, 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 right. And make sure you line up that shot really well. So if you're going to make that big risk, like you've tested it and you know, it's going to hit it because you only got one bowling ball or one cannonball left. Yeah. So if you're going to, you got to, go big before you go home, make sure that that cannon's perfectly lined up before you send off that one last cannonball. Right. So yeah. that's what we've done really well here. We've managed our money. Well, we Amazing. mitigated big, big failures. Like we made failures like every, yeah. <laughs> every person does, but we just <laughs> yeah. haven't been catastrophic because we tested, tested on small levels before we got in over our head and we're like, Oh crap. Like <laughs> this is the end of us, you know? Like, yeah. A lot of totally. Because people get obsessed with like what their friends think or social media thinks, or they're paying to get paying attention to like an influencer who's just lying. Ninety nine yeah. percent of people on YouTube are just lying. They're just trying to grow an <laughs> yeah. audience. You totally. know, it's like like I'm I'm a big YouTube like yeah. consumer. Like I'm always consuming content, like how to best of you know. Like I've been highly self educated, but yeah. Success leaves clues and then, you know, BS stinks. You know, if you yeah. watch enough, you, you watch enough of these people, you can tell they're just creating content to try to get the most clicks. So yeah. I would be very weary about where, you know, who's, make sure if you're going to idolize somebody or, or want to follow somebody in their footsteps, right? Make sure you know who they are, not some yeah. internet personality. Yeah, yeah. Cause totally, totally. Yeah, so, and I, I think mean, I can talk for hours on, you know, on, you know, entrepreneurship advice. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I've made, yeah, a lot of probably knucklehead decisions, but hey, it's a learning, learning uh opportunity. 
Well, and I think the honesty helps too, right? Because I think there are a lot of people online that blow smoke. It's like, look, I've done this. I've created this much money and blah, 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 blah. And it's been so easy and I'll show you the way. Yeah. And it's like every, every entrepreneur you talk to is like, no, I'm like, when you talked about the websites, I started our website, rebuilt it, started it, rebuilt it. Cause I was wanting to buy a platform we could sell online with. Right. Mm -hmm. And I went with a beta tester who was like, you can pay me this much. It was like a really cheap investment. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. But you know, with tech beta, there's a lot of glitches. So our site was down for like six months. And then I'm like, well, we can't be down. We need to be making sales. And so, so again, it's one, yeah. Trusting the people that you're looking up to and, and have they walked that path. And it's hard. Like anybody who's dealing with developers, like I'm sure you know this, like, yeah. Developers totally. get really excited about the beginning of a project. Well, overpromise. Yeah, no problem. I'll get yeah. that done. They quote you, and then they get three months into it, and they're like, "Oh, this other guy wants me to do a project." So your project goes on the back burner, and then yeah. it's yeah. So it's just yeah, you know. Yeah. And if you can too, like, there's another thing I've learned is like, if you're going to start a business, you know, have co-founders. You know, one who's more like a marketing sales, you know you know, growth type of founder and then yeah. a very technical founder. You need tech like yeah. in the 20, 2022, 2023, right? Yeah. The world's gone online. You got to yeah. figure out how to be a really, really good online, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's something, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't have a tech founder. I pay a lot of consultants to do yeah. our stuff, so... Totally. And I think again, yeah. like, nav- you know, navigating, I know when we opened our wine business, same thing, people are like a wine business, like I'd never produced or sold wine ever. Um, and, or didn't have a brick, like didn't know how to run a brick and mortar. Right. I came from corporate, uh, yeah. had marketing communications background, but people were like, well, how did you get into the wine space? I'm like, I just really liked wine, saw yep. uh, a need for having a custom winery. Like my, it's like a microbrewery is what it was. So yeah. not, not beer, but for wine and done at a mm-hmm. relatively cheap price for people that wanted that cheap wine kind of thing. So it was, I saw a need in the market, but yeah, I'd never produced wine before. Um, and so just yeah, leaning into yeah. the people that can can show well, you the yeah. way. And it sounds like you liked wine, right? And I love wine. Have to be, you have <laughs> I to love be completely <laughs> yeah. passionate about your product because once the the honeymoon stage roll, you know, fades away and you're in, you know, neck deep into problems that you're trying to solve and don't know how to solve, like you have to be just so infatuated and obsessed and just love the product that you're you're selling and believe in totally. it that that faith is going to carry you through everything. Yeah. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they think about get rich quick because like, Oh, I made, you know, seven figures in my business in six months. Like you can too. Let me teach you how to do it. Right. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> doesn't, uh, doesn't happen. No, uh, it doesn't. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. And that's yeah. the, that's the whole essence I think of, this podcast and the, and the message that I'm there to like share with the world is like the real stories of entrepreneurship. Like what's the behind the scenes of it and, and what does it actually look like? And I think you nailed that, that, that analogy was gold, right. Of like test, test and do it in small bits. Yeah. Don't, don't pay attention. You gotta, you gotta put on the blinders. Don't pay attention to, you know, what people are saying. There's gonna be a lot of naysayers, doubters. People are gonna think you're stupid for what you're doing because you know, really they, you know, the people that are judging the ones that never took the chance, you know, to chase their dreams. And um, there's that Michael O'Leary, or I think that's his name, Michael O'Leary quote saying, basically, you know, working for a company, you know, getting that W2 is basically, 
you know, the drug they give you to forget your dreams. Right. And, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're a dream chaser, you're, you're a doer, you're, you're a dreamer, you know, you're somebody who sees something that's not there and can have a vision and create a plan and build something. Right. And that takes a very special type of person. Um, and yeah, like to be an entrepreneur, it just has to be in your blood. And, um, but you have to be really good on those bad days when you're, you're down in the dumps because you're having <laughs> yeah. a lot of problems at work. And you're like, man, it would be so much easier if I just had to do one thing, right? And just focus on that. And every problem wasn't my problem. Someone else would figure it out and I could just make a normal living, right? Like, because totally. every entrepreneur has that thought every once in a while, right? Like, oh, why sure. am I doing this? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like when I was in sales, like, I, I mean, I was good at sales. Like I just, I had a very comfortable salary and made good commission and, you know, I was a top rep and I was like, man, I can be so good at this and I'll go do it for myself. But when you start a business, which you're good at, you don't do anymore. You're running a business, right? Like yeah. you're, you're managing, you're, you're creating, you know, you're producing, and you're doing everything but what you're good at, but you're trying yeah. to train people to do what you were good at. So I would advise people who want to be an entrepreneur, don't be an entrepreneur because you think like if you're great at marketing, you open a marketing agency, you're not going to do marketing. You're going to totally. teach people to do that for you and you're going to grow your agency. So you're going to get into sales, right? Like, yeah. and if yeah. you're going to be an entrepreneur, you better be great at sales. Like if you like, yeah. Like yeah. If you're not good at sales, it doesn't matter. Like you get to be the best at what you do. But if you're an introvert, don't like talking to people, think you're the smartest person in the room, you know, yeah. you, you know, go to, there's a, a great sales school that I, I took in my first year in sales, the Dale Carnegie um, sales school where they oh, teach yeah. you like how, yeah, like how to win friends, influence people, yeah. just teaches you how to be personable, likable, yeah. um, be engaging, remember people's names, yes. right? Like it's a <laughs> stuff that people like, right? How to make someone feel important, you know, yeah. even though like those are good tools to have, like those are great life skills, right? Like you're going to have deeper, better relationships with people, right? You're going to have you know, more fulfilling relationships, like sales, you're, you're selling all the time. Like I sell my wife, like every night, like who's going to do the dishes versus yeah. who's going to do that type, right? Like, yeah, eh, I don't want to do that. Like, you know what, you're way better at this. And the kids yeah. love it when you do that. Like I'm technically selling. selling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if you're not good at sales, don't become an entrepreneur regardless, unless like, if you get, uh, even getting funded, is a terrible idea because you're just going to start with way too much overhead totally. in the red. Like, yeah, we can talk for hours about stuff about being an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, it's just you're you you basically learn a lifetime of skills in five years. You know that it takes you forty years of being a you know an employee to learn. Yeah, and it's it's so interesting you saying that. I mean, anybody that says they don't contemplate like the normal going back to like the nine to five salary is lying because I every entrepreneur I've talked to is like when I left corporate, I remember getting into the wine business. And within like, I think, I don't know, the first six months, six months, I was like, what have I done? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I loved marketing and I was not yeah. doing marketing. I was no. operating a business. I was making wine. I was yeah. hiring employees. Dealing with vendors, right? I was firing doing... transportation yeah. that never yeah. came on time. Oh, all of it. Yeah, yep. totally. Totally. Doing Logistics. creative, doing ads, yeah. dealing with clients, dealing with complaints, you know, yeah. like. We had somebody the other days who like sent me an email. I was like, "Oh, your website is missing a comma." And I'm just like, <laughs> just yeah. like "That's the tiniest thing, you know." But it's like, "Thank you for pointing that out. I appreciate yeah. it." But it's just like one tiny thing, you know. You're yeah. just like, "Oh, it's so funny." I know. Yeah. 
They, and, and the thing is, is like the typo doesn't even matter. You know what no, they on the but grant, Somebody like, cared. Yeah, it's, somebody it's, cared. Took to their time. But I mean, it, yeah, it's just so funny. It's yeah. Totally. Totally. Well, you have such a novel idea, right? Like when it, when I got pitched this, I hadn't heard anybody that was doing this, which intrigued Mm -hmm. me to want to have a conversation with you. So where can people find you if they want to uh, buy your services? Yeah. Yeah. So um, anybody can, I'm on LinkedIn basically all day. So if you go to LinkedIn and look me up, I'm pretty responsive. Um, Usually digging through messages all day. But you can just look me up and just Rick Elmore, E-L-M-O-R-E. Um, connect with me there. Um, we, we share stuff all the time so you can kind of stay um, up to date. Or just go to Simply Noted, just how it's spelled. So that's S as in Sam, I, M as in Mary, P-L-Y, noted.com. And what everyone should do, if you're just, if you have the, the least, you know, a minimum amount of interest, just go to our business page. And I don't know if this is video or not. But if you go to our business page, we send a really nice sample kit um, to, I mean, Amazing. This, kit, this kit cost us with, with postage almost $20 to put together. Um, we'll send that to you for free. It's writing samples, handwriting styles, brochures, flyers, case studies. Um, and it gives you just a really good feel of this technology. Um, yeah. And usually when people get this in their hand, it's like, that's when the light bulb goes off. They're like, oh, like. I can do this, you know, yeah. and then we always get, you know, you know, Hey, can you do that? And then we help them figure out a way to get it done. So our business is to help automate it or scale it. But even if you just want to send a one off or, you know, one or two cards at a time, you can always go to our website and, and do that as well. Brilliant. So amazing. And we will link all of that up around the show so people can just access your LinkedIn um, link as well as your website. It's been such awesome. a pleasure chatting with you. Is there anything That's else great. you'd like to share before we jump off? I think as an entrepreneur, number one, um, I always say like, if, if you're going to do it, like don't wait. Um, the best way to build something is to get started. You know, a lot of people, and I was one of them, it, it took my wife, you know, pushing me into this because I was so wow. conservative um, because, you know, I, I had kids, yeah. I had a good career, um, but she saw how excited I was and how passionate I was like this, this, I mean, I, we, and we grew up in a time with where people wrote handwritten notes, you know? Yeah. So like, I think my age, you know, 30 and older people get the value, totally. maybe not the younger generation, but there's still, you know, 30 years of people that will use this service. Yeah. Um, but um, just get started, you know, um, you have to, don't, don't do the analysis paralysis, take baby steps. Um, if you wait, there's never a perfect moment. Um, I'm telling you, like I'm five years into this. I've started a robotics software and industrial <laughs> automation company with zero experience. But the Love it. the reason we've gotten to where we are, we have 11 full-time employees, you know, you know, we've done tons in revenue I mean, millions in revenue. Yeah. Um, and the only reason we've done this is because we just got to work. And, yeah. um, but if you don't want to work, don't become an entrepreneur because that 40 it. hour, yeah, <laughs> if, if a 40 hour a week that you're complaining about at your normal job is going to be a hundred hour a week. Um, yeah. it's, it's eyes open to eyes shut. And then you have vivid dreams about your job. You have vivid <laughs> dreams about the problems you're trying to solve. Yeah. And that usually comes like year two or three. I didn't, I don't remember that ever being a thing, but like, yeah, <laughs> like I, I dream <laughs> like literally about like things that I need to get done. And it's just so funny. Yeah. I I used to dream. I think I had, it was a a real fear because we would have like hundreds and hundreds of batches and 
uh, barrels full of wine. And mm-hmm. I'd have this like real fear that I'd walk in and it would all have gone sour or bad. Yeah. And yeah. then I would dream about it. Like I'd be going into the store and there'd be like mold and fungi growing on it. And I'd be yeah. like, what did I do? Cause everything had to be so yeah. sterile and so clean. And I, it was like my worst nightmare. So mine yeah. were, weren't really dreams. They were more nightmares of like, what could terribly go wrong? <laughs> nightmares. Yes. Yeah. Night terrors. Probably. Night terrors. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh yeah. no, what would we do? It'd be so much wine down the drain. And yeah. yeah. So you definitely do dream and it's, and it's a running to-do list, right? Like yeah. as much as people say like work less and live more is like, yeah, that's cool. But, but you still wake up in the middle of the night or you're dreaming about all the things that need to get done. So. Yeah. And also what's important, you just made me think of something is like surround yourself with people going through yes. what you're going through. So you don't feel like you're on an Island um, yeah. because somebody in a W2 job doesn't get your stress. It, they no. don't. Um, you need to talk to other business owners. And uh, I mean, I don't, I mean, real business owners, people that have employees, you know, people yeah. that are paying W2s, not somebody who's like an influencer and they, you know, post a video and they make affiliate revenue. No, somebody yeah. who's a real business owner, you got to find a, a networking group or meet up with coffee once a week with a couple people and just vent, share each other's problems, talk through it with them. Yeah. Um, because you never know, like, like by just sharing, you may figure problems out. Plus you'll have that support system. And you, you, you know, you're usually the average of the five people that you surround yourself with. So you want to be around people that are lifting you up, influencing you, to be a better person, a better business owner, talking you off a ledge. Yeah. There's be a lot of those days, you know, <laughs> if you're fine, I was like just you're just having that. a bad week or a bad yeah. month, maybe a couple, maybe two or three bad months, but it's going to go away. You know, just, yeah. you know, you got to have that good support system. Totally. I was just thinking that too, right? Is like the knee jerk reactions that we can make yeah. in business when we don't surround ourselves with people or have people to talk to. I know when I was running the brick and mortar, most, my partners all still had nine to five jobs. So yeah. I would come out like vent up like, oh my gosh, it's so much work. Yeah. And they just didn't understand it or really fully grasp it. Um, yeah. And I don't think they ever did. We eventually sold the business, but I don't think they ever got it. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. They don't until you, until you're all in. Yeah. Until that totally. is paying your mortgage and paying yeah. for the food that's on your family's table. You don't get it. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And the, and the responsibility that comes with that as a, as a business mm-hmm. owner. So that's amazing that your wife was like, go do this. Because I know a lot of people will say that sometimes their spouses are like, oh gosh, <laughs> this yeah. is huge. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, yeah, my wife kind of, she saw my, my history, you know, I had like a, a track record for overcoming things. And that's yeah. if, if you don't have, if you don't have that, make sure you have people around you that can help you. Um, yeah. you know, don't, don't be that person that just goes guns blazing with no, you know, no experience because this will knock you out. Totally. <laughs> will, yeah. Yeah. Totally. And that overcoming, right. Is, is having the resiliency to overcome mm-hmm. and, and to have the resiliency to withstand <laughs> yeah. the challenges yeah. that you're going to face. Right. And the failures yeah. and, and all of that. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on. I cannot wait for this to drop. And if you guys are listening, you want to head over and check out Simply Noted because personalization is super amazing. And I think this is such a cool novel idea and just such an amazing way to sort of cut through the noise of what's already out there, but also build that retention, which is so, so important in business. So it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Catherine. It's great to be here. Thank you.
I just love novel ideas. And anytime we can personalize what we do, I just think it's really brilliant and does go a long way to show our customers and our employees and our clients that we do care about the relationships with them. And I also really think the conversation really did build off of the back of last week's episode, where I was talking about the expectation that we put on our business that usually stifles really great ideas and how the journey of entrepreneurship is not easy. Yes, we love to over overcomplicate it, but it's not easy. And it does take us staying the course a lot of times and not making knee jerk reactions or not putting this expectation that's maybe not realistic on our business so that we can give it the opportunity to gain momentum. Now, on to next week's episode. I am going back to a solo show uh, because I want to share with you some really cool ways and practical ways that you can sell the invisible, that you can actually take this ethereal and esoteric work that you do, maybe very nuanced work that you do, and put it into very tangible communication and marketing so that it really does land like a lightning bolt in the hearts of your people. So don't miss that episode. Be sure to subscribe to the show so that you don't. Cheers. Thanks for listening. We'll see you right back here next time. You can also find us on social media at Creatively Owned and online at creativelyowned.com. Until next time, keep showing up as your authentic self.